talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity. Kevin, Brent, good morning. Good morning, morning. compadres. Good good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) You know, there are some things that just never get old. That is not included in them. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, man. Hey, um, so question for today. Let's get right into it. Good question. Notice our posture, by the way. We're all... all we're all sitting exactly the same posture. Arms, Arms folded. Cross, yes. <laughs> it's my bring it on pose. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't need to bring it on for this one no, though. No, I really because don't. it's an easy it actually it's an easy question to answer biblically. Yeah. It's a hard question to answer um, from a uh, experientially. Mm-hmm. And the question is this, is God kind? Yes. Thank you all for tuning in. Yes. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> That was awesome. That was easy. Wasn't All righty. Well, good. all right. It's kind of to the God next is one. kind. Yes. You know, and which exactly explains my point. We know intellectually from the scripture that the Bible tells us that God is kind, but we would experience things that might tend to say He's not kind. Hmm. Now, I'm not insinuating that God isn't kind, but I'm saying sometimes we're tempted to believe that because we look at an experience and we say, "Well, if we, we do the if then right, if God were kind." He would not have allowed this. If God was kind, then this wouldn't be happening to me. Um, so, so let's dive into that. We, okay. w- w- the Bible says God is kind, right? Two things pop to mind for me to begin with is kindness and goodness the same thing. So we can think through that. And then what are our expectations? You mentioned our experiences a moment ago, Jeff. So what are our expectations when it comes to filling in the definition of is God kind? What does our preconceived ideas of what that actually look like? Because if that looks like the genie in the bottle type of God, then we know that's not who our God is. If it's the God that looks at his little boy and little girl and always gives them whatever they want, tucks them in at night, gives them a brand new toy every time that they wake up type of God, we know that that's not accurate as well. So expectations have a lot to do to be able to answer that question. Going back again, very easy to answer, say yes, we can look at Bible scriptures to back that up. But living it out, thinking through it on a day-to-day process, what, what is it that our heart really feels? What is the essence of who we are? What do we really think internally? Yeah, and, and we look at things that are um, negative or things that, dis, that, that are in, not in agreement with what we want or what we, with what we desire. Bad news, for instance, and we say, oh, the person giving us that news is not kind. Because we don't like the news, it's not about the character of the person saying it. And so um, we can you know, we, we can look at a, a circumstance in our life and say, well, God is not kind because this is happening to me. And we can totally disregard the fact that what we might be experiencing, not always, but what we might be experiencing in that situation is the natural consequences of a decision that we've made. And so... You know, we're 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 blaming God for something that we caused. So, I'm going to take a little right turn here a little bit. This is, I think, this question. God is kind, absolutely. That's His nature. This is one of those things where it's so important for us to be grounded. I think in the Word of God, um, because it's that age old question: Why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. But I mean, the you know, you got the pastor who's been serving for years and his wife comes down with a cancer diagnosis. You have the the college student who's 
tragically killed in an automobile accident that was faithful in her youth group and, you know, is a good kid. You've got, um, you know, tragedy. you got 9-11. You have hurricanes that kill people and knock houses over. I mean, just bad things happen left and right. And so, you know, the question is, so if if God is good and God is kind, why is, why are these things happening to us? And this is, so this is probably where you're talking about. This is where the tough, the question is tougher. You know, that, that doesn't, those things, those circumstances don't necessarily on the surface point us towards a kind God. And that's where it's so important for us as Christians to be grounded in the word of God and to know that, you know, despite circumstances, I still know the nature of my God is he's good. You know, he's kind, um, Book of Job kind of stuff. And this is a question that's been asked for millennia. Way before yeah. us. David yeah. even addresses that in the Psalms. I was reading Psalms 112 this morning. I want to read just three or four verses of it to you now. Verse 5 of Psalm 112, David says, Good comes to a man who is gracious and lends. He will order his affairs with fairness. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous are remembered forever. And then the key here is verse 7. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in Adonai, trusting in the Lord. Now, we look at those first two verses and say, well, good and gracious things come to people who are good. If I'm good, then more good things will come to me. But David right here, who experienced really tremendous ups and downs spiritually, emotionally, and physically, he doesn't say that bad news doesn't come. He just acknowledges that when the bad news comes, he's not afraid of the bad news because his heart is steadfast. It's firm in his relationship with his Father in heaven. And truly, that's the, the essence of it. If we think because God is kind, therefore no bad thing's going to happen, right. well, we can't defend that biblically because this is, an, mm-hmm. this is a dark place. And the evil one, he has a job as well. And his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And if the evil one's trying to steal, kill, and destroy, guess what? Bad things are going to happen. That doesn't mean God mm-hmm. is the one who purposed it, God ordained it, but it's where our hearts are founded. So God is kind, but when unkind things happen, why do we automatically blame God for it instead of blaming the evil one who's at work trying to destroy what God's creating? Yeah, and that's a, that's a great point. You know, if you look at the life of David, a lot of the things that happened to him did happen to him in the midst of him being honorable and, and righteous. Uh, when he was pursued by Saul, he was he was in a he was righteous in that he said, "Look, I'm not even going to take Saul's, you know, I'm not I'm not going to take his life, even though I can." He's in the cave, right? And he could have he could have easily taken his life and and assumed a role of king, but he said, "I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointed." And there was a, in fact, there was a there was a guilt there because he goes, "Look, I shouldn't even have cut off the corner of his robe. I shouldn't have even done that," and yet. Even in his rightness, he was still experiencing struggle and, and the pursuit of a really a jealous a jealous Saul. You look at uh, the way his brothers treated him when he came to deliver deliver some stuff from his father and to check on him, and then he's you know the the his brothers are like, hey, you little weasel, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know you've got these things that happen that are bad things in the midst of him not doing anything really to earn them or deserve them, and then you've got the consequence of of his sin with Bathsheba. So he did earn that. So to me that says, look, good good things, bad things, it, it's not always necessarily a result of something we do. You know, sometimes life just happens. Right. And I and I know there's a lot more that I that, that we need to say in that statement, but but we look at the kindness of God and we say, 
if this bad thing happens, God's not kind. If this good thing happens, God is good, which is totally disregarding the actual character of God. Because I think kindness is not so much an act as much as it is a personhood. Mm-hmm. And so God is kind. That's his nature. That's his so DNA. Right. His demonstration of that kindness is really something, it's not something separate, but it's an extension of who he is, if that makes any sense. And we don't question the kindness of God when our life is a Disney cartoon. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. Because the, the birds are chirping and yep. the water's <laughs> flowing and mm-hmm. sunshine's out and it's absolutely beautiful. So we never even question and we walk around saying, yeah, God is good. God is mm-hmm. kind. It's when life starts to happen, as you kind of demonstrated or spoke about a minute ago, Jeff, that it's that's when the questions really start to arise and what we do with the questions. Questioning God is not wrong. Questioning God is not a sin. It's what those questions possibly lead to that cause us to sin. God's a big God. He can handle our doubts, our, our doubts, our struggles, our misunderstandings. Anger. It's that we don't it's that we don't sin through doing that. You look at the Psalms again. We're, we're camping out here for a little while with David. You read some of these psalms, they are screams. They are right. David screaming at the top of his lungs, where are you, God? Why are you allowing this? What's going on? But through all that, it's not a sin. None of it's a sin. It's, yeah. a, it's just him questioning because his his heart is still in tune with God. Even though he feels like he's a million miles away, he still recognizes mm. that God's kind. I've just got to get through this season. Mm. You know, we we... We quote the Bible, and we we love to, as we're speaking to a lost world, especially to pull out all the the verses that, and we should, you know, that offer hope and forgiveness, and uh, you know. But what about the promises in God's Word, where Jesus says, "In this world, you're gonna have trouble." Um, I mean, we have a kind God that's underneath all this, but we have a world that is fallen, that is. Um, Bad things do happen all around us. I mean, even in our evangelism, I think we should um, maybe be more open about this. Just that, you know, and I guess what I'm trying to say is so so often I hear um, Christians even, we try to put a bow tie on bad things happening. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we try to wrap it up and make it look all pretty that, well, so much good came out of 9-11, well, that's great for the people who didn't lose somebody, but you know, for that that wife who lost her husband that morning and the kids who lost their dad, it's just we shouldn't wrap it up quite so easily like that. Uh, now we can give them hope, you know, and and tell them about a loving God, but I mean, that's. Uh, but why do we do that? I think part of the reason we do that is because we're not afraid to look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and honestly answer, "I don't know." Right. Right. I don't have an answer. My right. mind is finite. I cannot comprehend and understand yeah. why all this. So we, it's almost like we lump sin into just a box and say, well, it's all because of sin. Right. It's either my sin or somebody else's sin. It's the devil trying to get me. And everything's yeah. just kind of lumped into that one box. Right. Instead of acknowledging, we simply don't have all the answers. God's revealed enough to us in Scripture for us to be obedient and to know Him. He's not given us infinite amount of information. He's given us a finite amount of information enough to walk in faithfulness and holiness and purity with him and seek for more. You but, know, the the famous verse a lot a lot of times we use Romans eight twenty eight, all God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We quote that when we love that verse. Most Christians know that verse and it it's truth there, but I think it's 
26, verse 26, that that's the verse that talks about that, that the Spirit of God uh, intercedes and, and prays on our behalf and gives us groans and utterances that we don't even understand. That's right before that classic verse on uh, God working all things together for good. And what I get from that, you know, reading that in context is God is working things together for his good, for because of his kindness. But there are times in our life where we're in the Romans 8.26 part where we completely don't understand, but the Spirit of God himself is surrounding us, loving us, and, and putting his arms around us and praying on our behalf. Um, and, and yes, God is moving the kingdom of God, and yes, God is good. But yes, we're sometimes in Romans 8.26 instead of fully understanding what's happening in Romans 8.28. I think part of it, which this is what frustrates me about so many quote unquote Christian movies, is everything's sanitized. Everything's nice, neat little bow. You know, the guy at the end always, who, who's the atheist, has this radical conversion. The, uh, the the kid who's sick doesn't die. You know, the the marriage comes back together, and and I guess that that irritates me because that's not real life. And somehow we think that. If, if things don't tie up perfectly, then God is not God. And I think that's the reason we cannot easily say, I don't know. I think it's the reason that we want to give an answer, oftentimes trite answers, to these really deep, hard questions. Because we think that if we show any doubt, any question, any, any, not, uh, 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 any, any confusion, yeah. then we're assaulting the character of God, and somehow... We're going to turn people away from believing God. But it's actually quite the opposite. I would think so. People can spot from a mile away mm-hmm. the inauthenticity of, of a nice, neat little package right. of God. Matter of fact, that's probably more of a turnoff than it is going, look, I can be honest with you, I don't get this. Man, I yeah. just don't get this. But even though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Yeah. I mean, that is... That is more of a faithful yeah. comment and an authentic life than, oh no, it, it's all good because this is happening. This, I mean, it's right. um, at the end of the day, the kindness of God um, has been displayed pretty much in every place in the world that He has His fingerprint, which is everywhere. Mm. You know, and it's the little things that we take for granted that display His kindness as well. Um, of course, we have a Christian worldview, so our, our lens is different. We look at things from a position of faith rather than a position of doubt. That doesn't mean we don't ever doubt, but, but our, our starting point is we believe God is kind. Um, I woke up this morning. You know, it's a little cooler outside. That's, I like that. That's kindness, you know? Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, for real. We live in the, a sauna down here. Just so I don't know. And, then, and then for those who are not yet Christians, not yet Christ followers, the kindness of God should be demonstrated and displayed through the Christ follower. Yeah, that's our responsibility to yeah. demonstrate the kindness of God. Why? Because we are the love of God. We are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and one of those attributes is kindness. Yes, so, if yeah. we are not displaying kindness to a world that that needs kindness, mm-hmm. then we ourselves are are hampering the work of the Holy Spirit of God. And, and just for clarity, that's not a put-on act that we as Christians fake, or we it's, it's an outflowing of the Spirit of God inside of us. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So it is a, uh, it's an attribute of God, but it's also a, a um, it's a showing that we are truly Christ followers, that we, we are loving, we are kind. And you may be able to get away with somebody 
having a false kindness toward them yeah. one or two, three times. But as Jeff mentioned a moment ago, the more that you get to know somebody, the more that you're living life with people, mm. they're going to see through that fake kindness. They yeah. know that it's just a, a show or if it's something that's truly from your heart, because if mm. it's truly from your heart, then as a Christ follower, that's wound together with the Holy Spirit that dwells within us and is an outpouring of what God's doing internally. I've got this big grin on my face because I'm chuckling internally. Remembering the, the I don't I don't do it so much now, but I used to get so frustrated in conversations with religious people who every fifth word was hallelujah or amen or in you know, Lord Jesus. I'm glad I didn't read verse one of one twelve because <laughs> yeah. it's hallelujah is the first word. No, no, it's cool. No, it's like uh oh bless God, man, I got that cheeseburger from Wendy's hallelujah. The Lord is so gracious and Come compassionate. Mm. Oh, and Jesus even gave me a spot right up at the front. I didn't have to walk through the rain. Yeah. Hallelujah, his name is holy. Mm. I mean it's I, if you do that and it's real, that I'm totally cool with that. But it it, it just seems Genie in a bottle. Genie in a yeah. bottle. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, man, who talks yeah. like that? Who? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I, I hope I didn't offend you. If that's you, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if it's not, not real, our change not our it. Goal. Not our goal. Yeah. Um, so here's the question, though: Why is it this? This is this might bite some people. Why is it that, um, especially our Calvinist brothers, sometimes are very um, heavy on the judgment of God? And it seems as though that is the majority of what we read and hear from them. Um, it's always this, you know, God is going to get you, repent, which, I listen, clearly we're to repent, but the Bible says it's the kindness of God that leads that us to repentance. Well, we, we're trying to answer very, very challenging and difficult and questions. Why do I bad say, things I happen? said my Calvinist brothers, yeah. it, it's also my Arminius brothers as sure. well. So maybe, maybe it's more of a... Well, they're trying to answer the same question, and it's and it's a, it's a hard, and I, I mean, I think those of us in this room here, we're, we're recognizing this is, these are hard questions that King David struggled with. I mean, these are not easy. So some camps can just say, well, it's the wrath of God and God's judgment is, is cleansing the earth, you know, and then the others may lean too far the other direction and say, well, Gee, my God is good and it doesn't really matter. You know, um, it's all the devil, you know, Satan did all of that. So, um, once again, I think it's trying too hard. To, we are, Brent, you say this all the time, we are finite minds, and, and the, our best doctrines are still created by our minds. And that, that I just, I got everybody mad on that one probably, mm. you know, but but God is so much bigger than our doctrine, than our theology. Um, I, I believe God is kind. I believe God is vengeful. I mean, I believe both of those are true. I mean, um, yeah. and, and I can't explain that fully. Let me give you an example of this. Years ago, uh, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, and actually it hit Biloxi, Gulfport, and Mississippi Coast pretty hard. New Orleans got the news because, you know, the floods and everything. Um, at the time, I was in Panama City, Florida, and uh, there were many people that were praying because we didn't know where that thing was ultimately going to, which way it's going to turn, where it was going to hit. Um, there were many people, you know, that thanked God afterwards that uh, He spared us, you know. And it even came out, I, I even heard this in my oh, own gosh, congregation, yeah. some, yeah, that. That God sent that hurricane to New Orleans because that city needed a good cleansing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, my response was, you realize we're in Gasp. the spring right. break capital of the world, and you, <laughs> the amount of sin and hedonism that goes on here every spring, you know. So, and by the way, 
Panama City just got hit by one too, but I'm not at all claiming that that was an act of God to to cleanse that city at all. Um, we have to be careful with with uh, you know, God's judgment kind of statements like that. Um, yeah, that's so true because you know I, I think there's a point there's there are times when the the judgment of God needs to be proclaimed. It needs to be made. We need to be made aware of it. But I think that there's more of a time when we need to describe the kindness of God um, because um, I think most people are just kind of going and going on a life and they have a total misconception of who God really is. I say most people, maybe many people. And, and what, what attracts them is, is rather, rather than a fear of what will happen, it's a love for someone pursuing them. You know, let me say it this way. I don't want, if I'm not married, I don't want a girl to marry me because she's afraid. If she doesn't marry, I marry her, <laughs> then I'm going to destroy her. Yeah. I want her to marry me because my personality, my incredible good looks, mm. my uh, my perfect uh, physique, you know, things like that. <laughs> right. um, didn't even crack a smile out sure, of brand. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Captain, my captain. Got a little shrug there. That was good. <laughs> He did not even acknowledge my existence <laughs> in the room. But you know, I want someone other I, than I, yeah. I want I want the girl to to love me and yeah. marry me because of me. Yeah. Not because she's afraid of me. And yeah. obviously, you know, you you can take there's a ditch on both sides of the road. We say that a lot, sure. but it's not an either or. It's not a binary. Hmm. It's a both and. Let's go back to that question you asked a minute ago about why there's in our culture, such a focus by some Christian camps toward turn or burn type of theology of, of the repentance, which, as we've already stated, is accurate. There is truth there. I was driving yesterday, day before yesterday, in, in downtown Pensacola, and there were some street preachers, and one of them had a sign that said, Return to the Bible or return to the jungle. Oh and I started chuckling to myself. I had my children there with you, me. You were singing Twisted Sister in your and head. And <laughs> I, I shared with them, because they always ask what, what's going on there, you know, what does it mean to return to the jungle? And I, my thought first went, we were never in the jungle, okay? We were, we were ne never literally or figuratively in the jungle from, from my ascertain. We either are in sin or we're, we're walking in freedom from sin because of the of the gift of God that's within us, and and then it goes back to well then why is it that why is it so turn or burn why is it this fear base well the scripture talks about it fear the Lord Psalm one twelve I think it was the one I read earlier uh, actually addresses that at the very beginning as well I didn't read that scripture but it talks about the fear of the Lord and so if there is a fear of God then the fear is from condemnation it's from lightning bolts it's from judgment and so i think many people would read the scripture when they interpret the word fear they interpret it as as the word fear as in it's something that i'm scared of or something that that creates fear in me but then you look at my doggone computer locked up on me i had a different definition here uh, all right come back to me <laughs> There, there's a different definition for for fear, and the it's a holy reverence. It's a holy yeah. reverence, and yeah. I, I was going to read it verbatim, but I, it, it locked up on me. So, it's a holy reverence. 
a holy respect. That's totally different than I am scared because the God of the universe who created me, who loved me, wants to strike me when I make a mistake. And if I'm not willing to turn, then he's not a patient God, which goes against the scripture. He's not a forgiving God, which goes against the scripture, because he wants to just condemn me and and cast me aside. And it's because I have this, I, I now have this fear. And so because of an un, un a misunderstanding of the word fear perhaps could be a reason that mm. so many camps follow that that train of thought well, where it, it's just you got to get it right right now is the only turn and how much of this is you know because things do happen when we are out of the will of god but how much of that is um a consequence though it's a reap what yeah. you sow situation as opposed to a vengeful god that's saying okay you did that i'm gonna zap you it's just it's a consequence of you know god's you know, honestly, if we followed the Ten Commandments, I mean, forget the 680 or whatever they have, Jewish laws in the Old Testament. If we followed the Ten Commandments, so much of what we worry about and things that happen, not just us, if everybody did, yeah. you know, it'd clean up everything except for maybe natural stuff, you know, natural disasters or whatever. But, but yeah. we're in a fallen world. You know, I learn more about God from my own fathering than than uh, than anything else in life, I, I think. I think that's a true statement. And what I mean by that is, I just look at my natural response as a dad. What do you know? How do I treat my kids? What do I want from my kids? How much do I love my kids? And I think to myself, you know, if if I'm not waiting for my kids to mess up, I'm 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 acknowledging that they're going to make some mistakes. I'm acknowledging that they're going to act unloving or unkind, but. I'm not waiting for that. I'm not hoping to punish. I Not one single time do I ever recall going, you know what, I cannot wait until the next time I get to punish my kids. Yeah. In fact, if anything, when they do mess up, I look at their heart and I go, are they truly repentant on this? I'm going to let them I'm going to let them have the consequence of that, but I'm not going to punish them. I'm going to let the consequence be enough, and I'm going to use this as an opportunity to love them and to to grow them. And to help them become mature uh, adults. And so I think to myself, if I do that as a flawed human being, how much more so my perfect Father in Heaven is going to do even more? You ever wonder all the things that you deserved that God never let come to pass simply because He's kind? I mean, it's staggering if we really think about it. We had a, a family lunch yesterday, all of our my brother and sister, I was out. We were all together, and uh, the the dads, my brothers, uh, uh, my my sister in law's father and my father were both in the room, and we started talking about their growing up. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, some of the stories that they told, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Either one of them were are alive <laughs> and not in jail and not registered <laughs> under registries all across the... I mean, it's just unbelievable. Go do, they, ahead. do they listen to these podcasts? Uh, I don't know, okay. but, but they will They will out. testify. Yeah. It, and here's what we came up with. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There would be FBI investigations if, nice. if we did some of the things they did. But mm-hmm. my thinking... I'm trying to remember why I said this. Um, but my thinking about it was, you know, they they... They escaped death and punishment so many times, not because they didn't deserve it. It's just they they were given grace. They were given mercy. And I really do think that if we're like that as humans, how much more so is God? 
and in his kindness. Now, I'm not in any way saying it's a license to sin. No, that's 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 the ditch on the other side. Mm. But his kindness, man, we've let me, seen it. Let me read the common verse, Matthew chapter 7. Uh, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, that's us, yeah. know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You know, I think you have a listener, uh, or you have a friend, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin. I, I've seen several times mm-hmm. um, that that was questioning whether or not God was kind or something. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how is how is that that there must have been something because um, this happens to a lot of people. There's an event in life that totally sure. turns us. Yeah. How, how do you how do you help someone with that feeling? Because it's a whether it's right or wrong to feel that way, that is the way it is, right? That That's right. their experience. How do we help somebody who's feeling? Getting late in time here, but I would say for that situation and other situations, um, it's almost like a, a parent handles a child. You handle each situation uh, depending upon that child. So sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a hug that says, brush off, it's going to be okay. Um, Sometimes it's a sit up straight, shape up, you know, you got to do better. I mean, I I think it depends. I think it really depends. But yes, we're late in our podcast here, but there are people listening to this. There's people all over out there who have been hurt uh, in the past. Um, Quick answer for me would be to that person listening that um, life is tough and it does not negate that God is good. Um, That seems trite to say in one sentence and uh, not enough time to go into this. If you are that person listening, um, I would encourage you highly to find somebody godly that can come alongside of you and help you work through um, issues in the past. That's and a honestly, quick, I quick think answer. that's part of the struggle that so many people that find themselves in that predicament or predicaments like that and they maintain and they stay there for a longer period of time it's because a lot of times they don't have those godly people that can help pull them up. Yeah. And as Christ followers, that's part of our role. When my brother or sister is laying down, it's part of my role to help them walk, to help hold them mm-hmm. up until they're able to walk again. And that doesn't mean I do their job or I take their responsibility, but I'm there in the loving kindness to help them through that. And it is a case-by-case yeah. basis, but it's our responsibility to, to look for those situations. But again, that goes back to... a the importance of being surrounded by godly people to begin with, being part of a godly family, whether it's a biological family, church family, all all of those. Surrounding yourself with godly people who can point you and hold you accountable and point you to Jesus helps with any bad situation. Mm-hmm. doesn't make it easy, but it definitely helps. Yeah, I'm going to close with two psalms. Uh, Psalm 117.2 says, For his loving kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord is everlasting. Praise the Lord. And then Psalm 63.3, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Wow, that's, that's quite a statement. Your loving kindness is better than life. Therefore, I will praise you. Hey, it's been fun. Um, once again, 30 minutes up quickly. If you're listening, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. We hope that you'll uh, comment, like, share. Um, maybe somebody could be helped by this podcast. If so, send it on and, um, and then uh, keep us posted if we can 
uh, answer any other questions for you. So until the flip side, bye. Later. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.